Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Walden. My guest today is Anna Baranova. Anna is based in St. Petersburg, is that correct? Absolutely. So how did you, so you, you're a Russian citizen, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how did you get into wine? Uh, it happened uh, 15 years ago in 2005 when I totally realized that in wine there is truth. And I literally dived into the world of wine. But seriously, in my 20s, I became very curious about the wines, their diversity, their geography, their pricing. One of my friends presented me the book, Wine Encyclopedia by Tom Stevenson. So I decided to deal with the world of wine. I found the job as a cavist in wine shop and at the same time started to study at sommelier school, Pro Sommelier, in St. Petersburg. In three months, I became the manager of this shop. So that's why I started my career. So in the wine shop, what kind of people would come in and what kind of wines would they buy typically? So uh, we had diversity of wines from all over the world. And the people, the customers who came to the shop, they bought every wine, so French wine, Italian wine, Spanish wine, New World wine. So we didn't have Russian wines, we didn't have Georgian wines, but other wines from all over the world. But were the people who came to the wine shop, were they Russians or were they Russians and, and tourists? I know Americans, French people, South American people. Um, no, most most of them were Russians. And the people that would come to the wine shop, would they would they already have some knowledge of wine, or did they come into the shop and say, "Hey, I'm having a steak tonight. I want. I'd like a red wine. Can you choose one for me? How did it work?" Yeah, yeah, both. Definitely, we have constant clients, constant guests with a certain taste, certain preferences. And also we have uh, new clients who relied on me, for example, to choose wine for them. Were most of your, the people that came to the wine shop, was it a mix of men and women or was it just mainly men or what was the demographic? 50-50, I would say so. And were the male customers, were they quite surprised to have a lady selling them wine from a wine shop, or was it just nothing, uh, nothing to worry about for them? Uh, I think that being ladies suggesting the wine for customers, is, this is uh, an advantage. So Very, very diplomatic answer. So at some stage, you started to do um, wine studies, and you did some study on Italian wine. Why did you do that? Uh, my professional wine life is also connected with a family business, Italian restaurant, with easy to remember name, Cafe Italia. So I'm in charge of wine selection and staff training there. That's why I'm focusing on Italian grape varieties and Italian wines. 
And this fact moved me to study at Vinitaly Wine Academy and to become Italian wine ambassador. How easy or how difficult was it for you to become an ambassador of Italian wine? What's the, what was the study program that you did? It was rather challenging. It's not easy to remember all these wine areas, uh, numerous DOC, DOCG, uh, hundreds of Italian grape varieties. So it's uh, the kind of puzzle with many, many parts. So I was uh, very curious and uh, I was happy to have uh, Vinitaly Wine Academy with its high standards of education. So for you, it was a very important and useful thing that you did, the study. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you, would you like to become an educator yourself, teaching the course yourself one day? Currently, I'm lecturing in three different sommelier schools in St. Petersburg. I'm lecturing not only Italian wines, but also French wines, Austrian wines, Spanish wines, and so on. What are the, what are the most common questions that people ask you when you're teaching? Is there something about wine that people always misunderstand or always need clarification about? Different students uh, and different questions. That's why I should be in good shape. So I should keep my knowledge in Italian wines or in wines in general to be upgraded all the time. So I can never know what they ask me. Okay, so it's always a surprise. Yeah, really. So what about um, Italian people? You spend a lot of time in Italy. And do they? what are their preconceptions of Russia and the Russian taste for wine? and the Russian um, attitude to wine. What can you teach the Italians about Russia? What can I teach Italians about Russia? Okay. Well, just preparing them for your market. You know, if I was an Italian producer today and say, hey, Anna, I hear you work in a wine shop in uh, uh, in Russia and I want to sell my wine, or um, what do I need to know about Russia? Is there anything particular I should be I should know? to help my sales of Italian wine. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's like um, a part of the Russian mentality to love everything Italian, Italian fashion, Italian music, movie, architecture, cars, food, wine. And it's obviously a good point for Italian wine producer, for example. It's a big advantage. So uh, if we should consider the Russian wine market, in general, yeah, it is dynamically developing. Uh, you know, now more and more wines are produced in Russia, and the quality of these wines is obviously improving. Perhaps very soon, Italian wines will compete not only with Spanish wines, French wines, New World wines, but also with Russian wines on uh, the domestic Russian market. And yeah, I think Italian wine producers should take this point into account and uh, be more active on the Russian market. And first of all, I mean different educational programs, and not only in main cities in Moscow and St. Petersburg, but also in other cities. Such as? Such as... Um, 
Казань, Сочи, Новороссийск, Екатеринбург. There are so many cities in Russia. So, and people, wine professionals, yeah, they want, they want to study. Yeah, they are eager to study. Interesting. So there's a lot of potential there for, for Italy. Uh, in what you're saying, there's a lot of potential in Italy for, there's a lot of potential in Russia, sorry, for Italian wines. Now, you um, often visit Italy yourself. What Italian regions have you visited so far? And, and what were your impressions? Uh, I have been in many wine regions, uh, such as Piemont, Veneta, Toscana, Trentina Alta Adige. Umbria, Marche, Campania, Sicily. But uh, I'd like to visit more. Yeah, I'd like to visit all 20 regions. So, yeah, I would like to go to the vineyards of Abruzzo, Valle d'Aosta, Liguria, Friuli. So, it's in my plans. So, then the borders will be open. <laughs> I will rush. Okay, so if we're going to we go out for dinner, a restaurant that has every single wine in Italy, and you have to choose three wines, what would they be? What are your three favorites? Okay, great. If we are speaking about uh, sparkling wines, I would prefer Lambrusca Seca. I think, for example, Lambrusca di Sarbara. It's uh, the lightest from all of Lambrusco family, and the most elegant, the most fruity. And uh, if we go to white, uh, my heart belongs to Verdicchio, absolutely. Very plastic grape variety, given the diversity of high-quality wines, but the best are dry. And um, Verdicchio wines precisely express the terroir they can age beautifully. So if uh, the wine list of this emerging restaurant allow us i would prefer verdicchio maybe of 10 or 15 years old and uh, among uh, reds i love uh, narella mascalese and etna rossa wines with their volcanic character but but sometimes i love hardly tamed montefalca sagrantina especially when they are old and totally matured. One more? <laughs> Nibiola Barola. <laughs> so you've gone for some classics. I'm always happy, as anyone on this podcast knows, for anybody that likes Lambrusco to actually publicly admit it, because I'm a big fan of Lambrusco. And uh, I think it's fascinating that you've chosen that as your as one of your wines. And, uh, and Vidicchio, obviously a classic as well, Nelano Mascalesi Sagrantino. Um, Sagrantino often a wine that gets ignored, isn't it, because of the tannins and it seemed to be too monolithic. But um, in the right hands, I think it's a fantastic drink. Okay, so so with your favourite wine, one of one of your favourite wines, which of your favourite Russian food dishes would you combine it with? You know, I'm I'm working now with Italian cuisine, so uh, in Italian restaurants, so. I'm more focusing on Italian, but I can I can imagine, for example, and I think that uh, Lambrusco Seca, for example, Lambrusco di Sarbara, will combine beautifully with the um, numerous 
Russian salads, Russian dishes, which are starters, for example. So I think uh, it will be a nice combination. But, you know, most of Italian wines, uh, they have uh, perfect acidity. They have uh, uh, beautiful juiciness. So they're very, very gastronomical and very, very plastic. Yeah, very malleable, very um, flexible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you are an Italian wine ambassador. Um, will you be coming to Vinitaly, Russia? And what would you do as an ambassador? What's your role? Yes, yes. I um, participate in um, Vinitaly, Russia edition. So my work is uh, communication, first of all, communication with Italian producers and also uh, organizing masterclasses for uh, Russian sommeliers, for Russian wine professionals. So it's a kind of seminars devoted to a special wine region or grape variety and so on. So communication and education. Do you just talk about wine or do you also um, give advice about um, the food industry, hospitality, um, the commercialization of wine, selling wine? I'm not selling wine directly, but I'm working as sommelier, a chef sommelier in Italian restaurant. So I'm communicating with uh, different importers, important companies. So I'm in charge of wine selection and uh, staff training. So that's why I'm in uh, wine business. So what are your next project? What will your next projects or goals be? What are, you, what are your next targets? So uh, one of the schools where I'm teaching, the Millism School, recently has become official WCT provider. So I, with my colleagues, can lead WCT level two and level three. Uh, we just had our first group, which finished WCT level three. And the next group, WCT2, is planning in December. So we are developing WCT2 education in Russia, in St. Petersburg. Can anybody come to the wine course or do you, in Russia? Or do you have to be, say, working in a restaurant or in a wine bar? Um, how does that work in Russia, the WSET? This uh, course is open for for public, not only for professionals, but for any person who are interested in wine. Okay. Final question. Um, how can people find you either directly or on social media um, if they need um, your consultancy services, your advice? How do they get hold of you? I lead my site. It's name winecode.ru. Also, you can find me in Facebook or Instagram. So, just read out the the, the um, website. It's www. ru or dot com. dot ru. dot We'll put that on our site as well. I'm sure that will come up anyway. So, Anna, um, thank you so much for being so patient um, today on the Italian Wine Podcast. It's been fascinating to hear about your life. Um, not just in Russia, but your travels around Italy as well. 
and um, your likes. And um, we wish you and your students every success for the future. Thank you so much. I want to thank you for invitation and uh, you are always welcome to St. Petersburg. Thanks, Anna. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.